work hard, play hard. Watch what you eat. Don't forget to sleep. Oh, and hit the gym four times a week. We know what we're supposed to do, but how do you make it happen when life gets in the way? This is our attempt at turning the expert's advice into daily habits. This is Making Life Fit. I have never been able to get into the habit of laying out my clothes the night before, but I can pack my lunch no problem. I'm still working on both of those. So is this week's episode about planning meals? Yes. Today we are talking about meal prep, how to do it, what to buy, and most importantly, how to make it tasty. But first, we should address the biggest hurdle that most people have against meal prep, which is time. The truth is, meal prep doesn't need to take hours. You can cook and pack several days to a week's worth of food in under an hour. Yeah, dedicate a little time. But first things first, we got to talk about shopping. This is my favorite and least favorite part. I love getting ingredients, but I hate going to the store. I love going to the grocery store. It's my favorite thing to do on a Friday after work, which in this quarantine world has been a real struggle for me because you know how close I live to Trader Joe's. <laughs> I know. And we, I mean, you and I used to meet up at Costco on Fridays all the time. Yeah. I just, I love going to discover all the new items and sometimes I envision myself eating them when I'm in the car on the way home <laughs> and you've experienced my wonderment at stores like Costco, like you mentioned, but wait, if, if you don't like shopping, why don't you do like the food delivery stuff? I am very particular about my produce. Um, and like you said, I, I like finding new products, but if you are on a time crunch, delivery is a great option. I've also been using Kroger Pickup recently to avoid going into the store, and that's been pretty nice, but it still doesn't answer my produce question. Yeah, I get you there. Sometimes you want to be able to feel the avocado and squeeze it for the ripeness or see the bananas in front of you, so I understand that. It's definitely a convenience type of option, but I, in the past, have utilized delivery services like Shipped a lot especially during busy work seasons or on days where we might be hosting a party. Uh, so I'm not running around town all day picking up last minute errands. You know, I can just uh, add it to my list and they'll even deliver things like alcohol, which is convenient. But separate from that, what types of things do you get on the regular when you go grocery shopping? Yeah, so I keep a fairly, I, it's my basic list, but it's probably a decently long list of things that I try to keep at my house all the time for recipes that I make a lot or for meal prep. So I keep a lot of chicken breast, both the canned and the fresh version. I do pork loins, canned tuna, ground turkey, grains I keep, brown rice and quinoa. And then I'll do a lot of fresh veggies, fresh fruit, and then rolled oats and yogurt are also two of my big ones. So our lists actually sound pretty similar, and I never really considered myself a meal prepper. So that's kind of interesting. We we keep almost all of the same things you listed. So that's cool. I feel like I'm in the right track. <laughs> yeah, they're good multi-use ingredients. Yeah, good basic starting points for most recipes, for sure. And 
don't forget about all of the very important seasonings and condiments that you can use to spice up your ingredients. I love trying the new seasonings that Trader Joe's comes out with. Everyone knows about that everything but the bagel, which is amazing on avocado. I like their chili onion crunch, which adds just like a little bit of heat flavor to things. One of my new favorite seasonings from Trader Joe's is the everything but the elote. I put that on eggs and uh, corn and popcorn and so much stuff. It's so, so good. And then another thing that we just got from the store and we've been using it on everything is sriracha mayo that has really elevated a lot of our meals, including breakfast sandwiches. Yes. <laughs> so yes, don't forget about those seasonings. I'm not big on sriracha, but for sriracha mayo, I can handle. Have you tried the vegan chicken seasoning from Trader Joe's? No, I haven't seen it yet, but I, I know what you're talking about. There's that one, and then there's like a, a mushroom or umami one that I've been wanting to grab. Yeah, they didn't have the umami last time I was there, but I was able to get the vegan chicken probably about a month ago, and it's really good. I started mixing it into rice when I make rice bowls. Ooh, that sounds really good. Let's talk about pre-portioned meals for a second. I have to know, how do you feel about them as a true meal prepper? I think they're a great base, and they're definitely an easy grab-and-go, and they're great for portion control because they do tell you exactly what is in the package already. Yeah, so I really love the pre-portioned meals, more so the um, like salad kits, and I just really pump them up with more veggies, more protein, or a different sauce, or it'll become my side dish. So like salad kits, for example, they're usually on the smaller side, so they'll either be my side salad for dinner, or when I add uh, and pump it up with like the proteins and stuff, they'll become my main lunch dish. Yeah, there's definitely lots of ones that you can do. I do like the salad kits, and then I have done some of the the pre-portioned meals that you can it's like a full meal but like you said a lot of times they need to be pumped up a little bit yeah and I think it depends on where you're pulling them from at the grocery store and by that I mean are they coming from the frozen section or are they the kind of meal kits that the store has prepped for you so for example Costco has a really amazing taco kit that I love having on Taco Tuesday but then again like grabbing a big frozen Bertoli pasta meal that's going to have a lot more macros in it and it's not as fresh. So just things to be aware of as you're, you're pulling where you're pulling them from. Yeah. I saw Costco also has a soba bowl, soba noodle bowl now. Oh, I haven't seen it in person, but I saw it on, I think it was Costco does it again. So keep an eye out for that. All right. I will. So Kat, are you one of those food preppers who makes the same meals every single week on Sundays or Saturdays or whatever day you do your meal prep? I do do meal prep on Sunday. I'll do a variety, though. If you walk into my kitchen on a Sunday afternoon, especially during the winter, it'll probably look like a grocery store exploded. (laughs) (laughs) I will do I might do multiple chicken dishes or I'll make a big batch of chicken, but I will then use that for salads or rice bowls or I'll do a chick like a pulled chicken salad So I'll have a lot of the same things going, but they will be very different meals on each day. Though there is a benefit of if you make the same meal each day, you can track the macros once and just add it through the week. Yeah, I can see how that can be helpful. So what about snacks? I think they're very important and I love them. They are great. So (laughs) you need to have snacks. All of the snacks. So 
I like keeping some healthier snacks and healthy is a subjective term, but uh, I like keeping them on hand to help kind of resist those mid-afternoon munchies. So one thing I do with my snack items to prevent mindless eating and to help myself during the week is I'll take my options for snacks and I'll portion them out uh, the amount that I want or that I should be eating into little baggies or Tupperware, etc. And then I'll write the macros on them, including the, the weight of the full item. And then when I am snacky, I can go into my pantry and my cupboard and see what I already have pre-portioned and see if it could meet my day's macros. And then I grab that that way. I like that. I also like it because when you're home, it also means that you're not just reaching into the pantry and grabbing a handful of pretzels or nuts or any other snacks and having no idea of what you actually consume. It's really easy to say, oh, here's a handful of nuts you know, this is roughly a half cup, which is what your macro says you can have. But then you look, if you were to actually weigh that, is much bigger than you thought. I also heard a great idea from Tanya, who's on the Scrubbing In podcast. She was saying that when the stay-at-home order first came down, she found herself snacking throughout the day much more than she would at work. So what she ended up doing was she packed her lunch for each day with all of the food that she would normally take to work with her. And then she limited what she ate during the day to just out of that lunch bag. And she said it helped keep her in check. Oh, that's interesting. Would that work for mixed items of both cold and crunchy? I don't know. We'll have to test this and we can post, we'll post our results later and see how this works out for us because yeah I don't know as someone who has forgotten to take her pretzels out of her lunch bag when I pull them out (laughs) at lunch I there's something about cold pretzels they almost get like soft they're not soft soft, but they're I don't know what the word they don't have that same crunch that they started with I know what you're saying yeah and that makes it far less satisfying I like the idea though in general it's just making yourself accountable which we've talked about before and taking that little bit of time to set yourself up for success. Yeah. So now that we have our ingredients, we've committed to meal prep, what are we going to make? I don't meal prep dinner very often unless I know I'm going to be gone or during the summer if we're going to go out on the boat, I'll meal prep dinner. But generally, I will meal prep breakfast, lunch, and then the all-important snacks. So some of my go-tos for this... Uh, My go-to breakfast, which I actually posted on our Instagram story a few weeks ago, is a yogurt bowl with protein powder, rolled oats, banana, and then I'll have my big cup of tea. I also like to make lightened up banana muffins. They're really easy to make on a Saturday or even a weeknight and have for the week, grab them and eat on the go. Then for lunch, a lot of times I will take leftovers from dinner the night before, but if I didn't make dinner or if Shane is traveling, I tend to make less food. I'll do chicken or another lean protein on Sunday night, and then I'll pre-make salads or rice and quinoa to have as an easy lunch. And like I said earlier and how we were talking about all the different spices, you can change that up with whatever spice you use or sauces, or if you choose to mix it with a different veggie. And what about your all-important snacks? Ah, the snacks. So one of my favorite snacks to have is veggies and hummus or veggies and the Good Foods queso dip. 
so delicious and actually really macro friendly. And then in the fall, Honeycrisp apples are my go-to. I will argue with anybody on what is the best apple. <laughs> Tom would fight you. I can take him. Or I'll just take his <laughs> apple. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then my my sweet tooth, kind of like you were saying about pre-portioning out snacks, I'll do almonds and M&Ms. That's my 2.30 sweet craving. And I'll have it portioned out so that these are how many I'm allowed to have. I also recently tried the protein bars from Beaumont Nutrition. The coffee cake one is really good, but I will only eat about a quarter or a half of one as a snack. They're really more supposed to be a a bar replacement or a meal, a meal replacement. Yeah. Yeah. But for a quick snack for, you know, if you're looking for that 50 to a hundred calorie snack, they're a good option that also has just enough sweetness to kind of fill that craving. So I go in waves when it comes to meal prepping, to be honest, it sounds like you're a little bit more disciplined than me. Uh, I'm not overly strict about it because I just love variety. It's something that my husband teases me about all the time. So I don't like reusing the same recipes too frequently. But I will say I have dabbled in the meal prepping, especially as I mentioned before, if I'm coming up to a really busy week, and I know I'm just not going to have the time during the week to fuel my body properly, I'll plan ahead and make sure that I do some things for breakfast and for lunch, etc. So some things that I've tried are for breakfast, I've done egg bites, uh, as well as prepped hard boiled eggs. I got an instant pot a few months ago. And you can hard boil eggs in them and it's so easy and they turn out perfect. I love them so much. I actually uh, did about half a dozen hard boiled eggs last week and then I had one every morning with breakfast with either on top of an avocado or on top of an English muffin or I cut them in half and put them on top of salad for my lunch for the week. So that was really convenient. And the other thing for breakfast that I've prepped uh, ahead of time is overnight oats. I can't get into overnight oats. I know that there are a ton of awesome recipes and they're really popular, but there's something about the texture that I just don't love. I can get that. I I love yogurt and even like rice pudding and those types of things. So the texture never bothers me with overnight oats. But I also found a really awesome base recipe that doesn't make it too different tasting from regular oatmeal. It's just that it's cold. So if you can get over the fact that it's cold, which you could you could also heat it up too, but that's why I really dig the overnight oats. But you can only prep them so many days in advance because after, I would say, t- two or three days, then they're too mushy. Yeah, that doesn't sound great. I do. I love rolled oats. I like hot oatmeal. But even like chia pudding, something else didn't really love. So maybe I'll have to try an overnight oats that I can heat up. Maybe that would be my way to venture down that path. You can foray back into overnight oats. (laughs) I will give it a try. Yeah. The other thing that I do for lunch is, again, with my Instant Pot, I pre-make a ton of chicken for the week and use it to add to salads, sandwiches, make nachos, tacos, quesadillas, pretty much any Mexican-themed food. And again, like I mentioned, the Instant Pot, I have found the most perfect way to make chicken ahead of time. It's really good. It doesn't dry out. It's just really, really yummy. And then the other thing I do is I often will roast a sheet of veggies. My favorite is sweet potatoes, or sometimes I'll do Brussels sprouts. And this is just a really easy way to add volumes to my meals and, you know, have a base that isn't something overly carby. So that's another thing that I do to kind of meal prep. Yeah, we do sweet potatoes a lot. And I love Brussels sprouts, but Shane won't touch them. 
So I usually only make them when he travels. Ooh, I love Brussels sprouts. See, here's the thing. People, I think, they don't like things because they had them a certain way before that wasn't made well. That is true. I will give him credit, though. He will always try something. And I made the Brussels sprouts with the bacon and brown sugar. I think I shared that recipe with you. Yeah. He still didn't like them. So I don't don't think I'm going to change that one for him. But it just means that they're there for me when I want them. Right. (laughs) And then same as you, I think you mentioned this, that you don't really meal prep dinner on the same. I make it every single night. And then the nice part about making dinner is that we always have leftovers for next day's lunch. So that's another really easy way to meal prep is to use another day's meal. (laughs) Right. And I think that moves into our next point of this sounds like a lot of work. And especially if you're not someone that loves being in the kitchen, it can kind of sound like a pain. But you can actually make it really fun, and it doesn't have to be a chore. Like we said, building leftovers into your meal plan, that is a huge help. It also gives you the opportunity to, you know, you know you like this already and reuse that ingredient. I like to, when I'm packing up dinner the night before, I'll set aside a pre-portioned amount that this is my lunch. So in the morning, I'm not going into my Tupperware and, like, making another portion it's already there I can just reach into the fridge and grab it yeah we do the same and what's really convenient about that is you're if you're doing it the same night you made it you can pre-track your macros weigh the meal ahead of time and then you know pre-plug that into your app and you're ready to go the next day yes exactly another tip to kind of make meal planning fun and this goes with my whole theme of trying new things and not reusing recipes too much is to not be afraid to try a new ingredient. Pinterest is my go-to for discovering unique unique ways to use a new ingredient. Same here. I remember last episode we were talking about how Pinterest should sponsor us based just on how much time I spend on Pinterest. I'm still waiting for that call, but I'm going <laughs> to plug them again of they are a great resource for using a new ingredient, finding new recipes, anything you need for your kitchen. Another interesting place to go, and I've done this before, and this is probably really nerdy of me, but I'll even go to the like Instagram, Pinterest, or website of the company that owns or makes the product or the ingredient I'm using. So th- the weirdest thing ever, there is a whole YouTube channel on this company that makes most of the mangoes in the U.S., and you can go to it, and it'll tell you how to find a ripe mango, how to cut it perfectly, and types of recipes to use it in. And so I do that often. Otherwise, if I'm really unsure of what to use it for, I'll kind of do a call out to my friends or my mom and and get some ideas or expertise from them. Crowdsource your recipes. Yeah. I do really like the idea of looking at the company where the ingredient is from. I noticed when I was putting my flour away the other day that there's actually an oatmeal cookie recipe on the side of it. And I was looking at it and I'm like, I kind of want to try this. Yeah, sounds good. (laughs) The other thing you can do to kind of speed up your process, and this is something that can help you throughout the week, is you can make yourself make it easier on yourself by prepping the basic building blocks of meals. So if you prep your veggies or your proteins or like making rice and quinoa ahead of time, that'll make it easier to have those as already prepped ingredients that you can either have for meal prep or even if you need that ingredient for making dinner at night. It just saves you time. Yeah, that 
lines up with something I do. So in the past, I'd often buy veggies and I'd forget about them and then they'd go bad in my fridge before I was able to use them. So now what I do is I will actually chop them up at the start of the week, like my onions and green peppers and red peppers and things like that. And then I'll put them in Tupperware containers and place them prominently near the front of my fridge. So then as I make meals through the week, they're front and center and I can throw them into whatever I'm making, whether I'm going to eat them raw, like in a salad, or I throw them on the stove if they're part of a recipe to be sauteed or baked or whatever the recipe calls for. Yeah. And you save your time of cutting them up. And then, like you said, getting them used. Because that really is the worst thing when you clean out your fridge and you're like, damn, I forgot that I bought this and now it's a science experiment. Yeah. Spending all that money and having it go to waste. I agree. That is a real problem. The other place, and Lisa, you kind of mentioned this a little bit, is you can follow people who do meal prep and pull ideas from them, either exact recipes or pull inspiration. So one person that I really like to follow is Mason Woodruff. His name on Instagram is Mason Fit, or you can go to his website, masonfit.com. His thing is kind of healthy recipes. So a lot of times, like he has a mac and cheese recipe, or 10 of them actually. (laughs) They're not necessarily like what you would peg as completely healthy, but they're usually lightened up a little bit. And a lot of his stuff is designed where kind of what you would do, you would make it for dinner and then have leftovers. And he has everything from snacks to breakfast, lunch, and all kinds of options. He also is really great about including ingredient swaps in his recipes. So if you don't have something or like our friend Amanda is allergic to almonds. So if he has an almond recipe, he will say, if you want to swap this out for all purpose flour, that's how you can do that. I also really like Tone It Up. I mentioned them as one of the people I follow on Instagram. They do a lot of meal prep when they do their challenges. They'll show you different recipes that work really well for that. And then the last one that I want to call out that is one that I've been following a lot recently is Greek God's Yogurt. This falls into your suggestion, Lisa, of following the brand of ingredient that you're using. They have been posting, and I'm not sure if they have always done this or if this is a quarantine thing and everybody's baking, but (laughs) tons of recipes. They have dips. They've had muffins and breads. They've done yogurt bowls. And a lot of them are pretty easy, and they post either right in the Instagram post or they'll have a link to their website, and you can go and reference what they did. All right. Good sources to check out. Alternatively, if you're the type of person who doesn't really just doesn't have the time or you don't enjoy cooking or maybe you're bad at it you can look into a service or a person who you can pay to do it for you and there's absolutely nothing wrong with this choice there's online companies who will do it as well as local restaurants or even dedicated meal prep businesses that you can support we have a lot of those types of the meal prep local businesses popping up in our area right now and I think that'd be a really awesome way to support a local business as well as making sure that you are getting your meal for the week yeah and even if you do like to cook it's something kind of fun to try I know I will tinker with a lot of the recipes that I pull off Instagram and you know add or adjust spices but sometimes it's fun to go and have somebody else cook for you see what they create and you never know when you're going to find your new favorite food Yeah, get some inspiration from other people. That's one of my favorite things to do, too. 
So now that we've talked about meal prepping, it is time for our meal-themed question of the week. And it's a little deviation away from the concept of meal prepping, but our question is, if you had to eat one thing for an entire week, what would it be? Do you know your answer, Kat? I mean, I know what your answer would be if you could eat one thing for an entire week. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I... I will have to think about this. I will post my answer when we post our question of the week. So all of our listeners can go see what I would pick. What would what would you say you would pick? I know what you would pick, but... I would pick pizza. Yes. Now the question is, would you pick the same type of pizza? Or is it different flavors every day? Oh, I could go either way. <laughs> as long as it's pizza. Yeah. Well, like, you know me, I like a variety and I like unique things. So it would probably have to be different every day, but I could definitely do pizza every day or cereal. Cereal would be awesome. <laughs> a good one. Well, guys, go to our Instagram and answer our question of the week. Maybe we'll read off some of the ideas at the top of our next episode. Ooh, I can't wait. I better not be hungry when we record next. We'll keep snacks. We'll have snacks in our recording area. Pre-portion. Yes. Yes. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys, for listening. See you next time. Bye. Bye.